This episode of the podcast is brought to you by our partner, Audible. Yes, it is. So we are partnered with Audible. That means that if you are looking just to check it out, uh, you don't want to put your card in and just take, take the dive. You can get 30 days for free on us. If you go to audibletrial.com slash J-A-T-G or click the link down below. Uh, you'll be taken there. You can sign up uh, for 30 days for free and just test it out. Like there's a lot of stuff on there that you can get for free, a lot of Audible exclusives. Uh, but what I really like about Audible is that out of the hundreds and thousands of audiobooks that they have, if you decide to purchase something, that is yours forever. Like if you decide not to carry on your subscription or you want to take a break or whatever it is, you can always go back and listen to that book whenever you want through the app on the internet. doesn't matter because it's yours. So once again, you can get that for 30 days for free on us. If you go to audibletrial.com slash J-A-T-G. It says preparing the live stream, setting up your meeting for Facebook Live, and I'm guessing we're live. Are you up? Are we up? I, I, it'll take a minute. We to are up. Yes. We'll just All talk right. like we are. There we are. <clears throat> Facebook Live, everybody. Johnny and the Greg, we are back better than ever. Sorry, I'm taking that from Mike. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear. Okay, I didn't know if I muted myself or what. Nope. Okay. All right. Welcome, welcome, everybody that watches us. Thank you. For those of you that have friends that would just j dig some Johnny and Greg time, let us let them know about us. You know, subscribe, share, give a thumbs up. That really helps us out. You have no idea how much that actually helps us out. So please do that for us. Um, it's gonna be my mom and all her friends. We're gonna have a group of seventy-year-old. You think you think your mom on here? would have like her bridge night, but it would turn into a Johnny and Greg night? That would be interesting. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we should maybe we should have a live show as she makes me cookies. Mom mom doesn't play bridge though. They like go gambling and what stuff. the hell is bridge? Is it's it a card, card game? game? Yeah, it's a card game. It's a card game. How do you yeah. play it? Do you know? No, no idea. Yeah, me either. No, nor do I see like we I'm not a card guy. I'm not, I'm not a I mean, I am a game guy, but yes, I'm not I'm not tabletop. Like a, yeah, I'm like a tabletop. I like board games with like a theme to it or whatever. But yeah, you know, to to play like a card game. I mean, I know, like obviously, I know blackjack. That's pretty easy to do. Um, we used to play a lot of euchre when I was in high school. Have you ever heard of that game? Euchre, yeah, Bob yeah. Euchre, yeah, famous. I don't know if it has anything to do with Bob, but <laughs> I don't uh, think it does. Played, I'm just saying it. I played a lot of euchre in in high yeah. school, so I got to know that game. Uh, there was this, you know, when poker became a big deal, everybody was playing Texas Hold'em. I did a couple poker nights. Right. But other than that, like, my parents would be like, hey, do you guys want to play hand and foot? I'm like, I don't know what that is. And hand and foot? Is that what it's called? Hand and foot. Yeah, that's that's what it's called. And they do like, well, we'll teach you how to play. I'm like, okay. And I'm I'm pretty good with games and rules and stuff. But for some reason, it just doesn't click with me. Like we were trying to play this game. I think it was hand and foot. I don't know. Maybe it was something else. 
But then all of a sudden I'm like, they're like, no, 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 you can't do that because this card wasn't in play. And this I'm like, and what? It wasn't the fourth Tuesday. I'm not allowed to. It just didn't make sense to me. And I'm like, yeah, I'm done. I don't, I don't want to do. <laughs> I don't want to do like get like if if you and your wife came up and I brought out a deck of cards to be like, hey, you guys will play a card game. I mean, we're playing like Royal Rummy, which is just matching of cards and going. Like that's I am a notorious <clears throat> I don't do card guy. That's me. I yeah. I I don't do I never <clears throat> even liked what was that game we played in college all that asshole. Yeah, we played asshole a little bit. I even that I didn't like. No, and like I just I'm not a card guy. Some guys, oh my god, they get so jazzed up for it. And I am not that guy. Yeah. Um, I think somebody one time bought me a poker chip set. Yeah. And I remember opening it up, looking at it and going, Do you know me? Like I don't <laughs> I don't ever wonder if I, ever, little bit. You I don't even play oh, do you? I don't even play what's that? Uh the simplest one, uh go fish. I don't even play that. Yeah, Uno, I don't play Uno. I don't play any card games. I am not a card game. Again, Uno, like Uno is its own game. Like that's its own set of cards. Like, and I mean, it's a simplistic game, but like when the kids were little, sure, we'll get down with some Uno. I mean, I've got a famous picture of my youngest. She's like three. Yeah. So like we're helping her play the game. She's got she's got the heart cards in a little holder. Yeah. Because she couldn't hold them like normal. Right. Half of them are backwards. And because we're playing the game, like, well, no, if this is, you would play this card at this time. She w- she wins like three games in a row because, uh, and she was just like, kosher and through it. Yeah. Well, yeah. She's like, I win. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But not yeah, that guy. that's I'm not that guy. Yeah. I would much rather take the time to do like, I mean, and even because we talk about like Dungeons and Dragons on here and, and things like that. And people are like, oh, you just like, like the complicated role-playing games no there's games like ticket ticket to ride is a great game um i know, liked clue oh well, yeah i mean like sure yeah let's <laughs> i get like down that with some clue. i liked operation <clears throat> i liked uh hungry hungry hippos there was a game that when we were at gen con i was like searching for it was called betrayal at the house on the hill um and and this is this is why i'm i'm iffy on if i'm ever going back to gen con because like every game that i wanted like i yeah. I, Wasn't there? I well it was there but they're like hey this like they set up the table i'm like great can i buy that right there can i buy that they're like no, well, no. you have to order it online you have to either order it online <laughs> or this is actually a booth for our kickstarter where if you want to invest you can invest in our kickstarter right here and if it gets funded then we send you a copy a year and a half later. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't want to no. do you do get that. your, do you get your money back or no? If you traditionally fund through Kickstarter and I don't know yes. how, how all the other crowdfunding ones work. Um, if it's for a product, like I'm guessing if you're giving to a charity or something like that, then no, yeah. you don't, of get course, it back. Yes. that just goes to them. Right. Um, but I have done a couple game projects uh and you don't pay until like the the campaign is over like like they're if they're uh like i i uh recently supported a, a campaign setting for our D game and it went through so i like they're like okay we're, we're fully funded but now we need you to pay us so it's not it's like 
if this is going to run for six weeks, I made my pledge. Six week was six weeks was up. They had enough to say yes, we can go into production, but we need you to pay now. So then you pay, and now you're just waiting for the product to come. Oh, and and like there's they, a little they, bit of wondering. <clears throat> did I get scammed? A little bit. Like <laughs> like yeah. I I kickstarted the uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender role playing game. Okay, it was over a year. I just got my product like, like just before Christmas, and is it, it good? Well, over fun. I haven't played it. Like oh, I bought, okay. like I kid, I asked my family because we're big fans of that series. Do you, is this a game that, as a family, we would like to play? Yes, yes, we would. Okay, so I kickstarted it. All the books and stuff didn't come in, and they I had some PDF copies early, but like no one wanted to page through a PDF. Mm-hmm. Um. Because they wanted like the book, they wanted to hold the book and look at it and stuff. And now that I got it all, I'm like, guys, hey, you want to play? And it, it's a year and a half later. They're like, eh, not really, not really. Yeah, yeah. Flavors change uh, after yeah. time. Yeah. And by this time, like the money that I invested in it is gone and forgotten. So it's not like I'm upset. Like, oh my gosh, I could have spent that on Christmas this year. Yeah, no, yeah. I could have spent it on Christmas last year. Right. But, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. That's how Kickstarter works. How was your weekend? Slow. Like Go we slow or bad slow? Uh, I don't know. I was kind of hoping to do maybe something last night, and it just never manifested. So. Was it the type of weekend where you're allowed <clears throat> to take a nap? Yeah. Kinda. Yeah? Not that you did. I'm just asking, was it that type of weekend? Yeah. It, it was more the idea that... Like, Everybody was kind of off doing their thing. Yeah. So I could have just taken a nap and no one would have known. Okay. I'm glad you I I'm glad you phrased it that way because I have a question for you. Yeah. And it did you ever feel guilty for taking a nap? Did you ever feel like you were gonna get in trouble if you took a nap? Um who's ever listening out there? That is, and I'll be honest. I think this is a guy thing. I don't think girls take a lot of naps. Um, maybe that's wrong. I don't know. I don't rem- like Ursula never takes a nap, and when she takes a nap, she feels guilty. And I'm like, why are you feeling guilty for? I don't care. Yeah, but um, there have been I, times where I'm sleeping, and all of a sudden I'll hear the garage door open, and I'm like, no, I'm sweeping. I'm sweeping. I'm not napping. I'm sweeping the floor. No, I that. No, I, I don't. It's in this era of my life. No, I don't feel guilty. I was gonna say I don't think it would be now. I like, but no. like younger. Yeah, maybe, but not in, like not even in my twenties. Like before we had kids. Yeah, I didn't feel guilty then because I'm like, well, I've got who am I responsible to right now? It just doesn't matter. I felt guilty if like I fell asleep on the couch and then you wake up and the kids are like, "Are we gonna do something?" Yeah, totally. Let's go outside or or like whatever. <laughs> that's that's when I would feel a little guilty. Um but I've ne- like I've never known a woman in my life that felt guilty for taking a nap, I guess. Oh, she does. She's like, yeah. Oh, I had all this stuff to get done, and I'm like, it's okay. It's a Sunday. You're There's, allowed to take a nap. You're an adult. There's always something, something to that do could yeah. get done. Yeah. Um 
That's true. And that's, I, I guess I know lots of moms that would like maybe feel a little guilty about that. Cause they, they've got this highly Hollywoodized vision of what they think their yeah. house should be like. Right. Um, like I'm trying to think if you've been to my house, you, you never just pop over. Like we live far enough apart. Like it's yeah. not a, just a pop over. I, I actually wouldn't, I'm not that guy. I, to this day, I still ask my dad if I can go in his fridge. Like I don't, I don't just go in his fridge. Right. Yeah. I'm not that guy. I, I would always say like, Hey, is it cool if I come over? I would never, I always, I always feel like wherever I'm at, it's your house. So I'm not going to think it's mine even though you've told me hey man mi casa is su casa i'm like no no well except for you and i there was a time in our lives where mi casa was su casa because we lived well we lived together yeah in college yes of course but so but you know you also know how i live (laughs) yeah (laughs) i mean i was i didn't pick up a lot um and uh, i've gotten better some of that's on me um but the what I mean is like, you've never been to like this house that I've lived in for the past 10 years. You've never been here when we didn't know you were coming, meaning you've always seen it in pretty good shape. I see. Like, okay. Like, yeah. Like there are very few. Well, and I would be fine if you saw it in its natural state, but it's a handful of people that get to see that. I like, get it. We have, I get it. We have yeah, a no, no, I, house. Like we need to clean like grandma's coming over. Yeah. We're the same. Um, I think Ursula's relaxed if her family's coming over. Anybody else, my family or friends, mm-hmm. no, no. They can't know that this house live people live in this house. They can't know that. <laughs> yeah. They can't we, know that. Everything has to be like we gave that up a while ago for a lot of people, like the day-to-day kind of stuff. Yeah. Just because when you had three kids, it was oh yeah. I was, dude, right now our entire house is covered on every level with some sort of toy that she played with, left there and went to the next level to play yeah, with. Yeah, yeah, and and that's just there's toys everywhere. If, if and if people just understood, like that's that's the natural state of a house. Like yeah, I can tell you, I've I've got three teenagers. Their rooms are atrocious right of now. Of course, that's their head. Like, that is. I mean, I have like they each have a dresser yeah. and a closet in their room. Like, I think they don't they're just use it. They're just for show. <laughs> like they're really just for show. Yeah. Um, and to put things on top of. Hey, like, Dad, they, can we get this big heavy wood thing out of here? Yeah, they've literally <laughs> asked, like they've asked me like, do I need a dresser in my room? And a part of me wants to be like, yes, you need a dresser in your yeah. room. But I remember being a teenager and having one in my room and still living out of a laundry basket, and my dad just getting pissed at me. You know what, though? Well, that's your dad in his military, right? Probably, I yeah. would say yes. I think you're... Did you not... I, I'm sorry. And, and this is not an insult at all. So, Mrs. Truly, this is not an insult. But I kind of pictured your mom like June Cleaver. Like, she was um, always at the house. She always had food ready when you came home. She did your laundry. She put it away in your... like. Not, not no. always, not always. I mean, okay. definitely not June Cleaver because my parents worked. I mean, they okay. I, I didn't know. I that's... thought your mom stayed home. Okay. Well, they did in stages okay. and that was, it was either a stage of childcare and unemployment. I mean, Got it was it. just cause, because we were, you know, either 
upper lower class or lower middle class, depending on when you would catch us in life. Okay. Um, and it was just like, if whoever was home did that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, when my dad was in the military, he was originally trained to be a cook. Like when he was in boot camp, and they're like, okay, this is, these are the assignments that you're going to be. They're like, you're going to be a cook. So he learned how to cook for an army, like literally. Like yeah. that's. So there, then, is a, there is an order to that. Yeah. But then yeah. A, 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 at graduation, they said, nope, you got a new job now. You're going to Vietnam. So that was, that was kind of his journey to cook in Vietnam or to be on no, the infantry. No, or he was a radio man in a recon unit. So fuck dude, that sucks. He had to carry that damn thing on his back. He had to time. carry the big pack with like the giant, like, yeah, like, with the giant, like, gen- you ever watch General Lee and Tema? Yeah. That was, they like crawl over and they use the guy's backpack and they're screaming into the yeah. phone. And I'm like, how are you hearing anything? Like yeah. I get distracted talking to you and Gwen wants my attention. Yeah. I can't imagine being in a war. <laughs> like yeah. you're getting enemy fire and you're trying to understand command or and, and oh you're the guy God. with the phone and you have to yeah. stand next to the other guy who's going to shout into the phone that was dead. yeah probably um, the entire time hoping please god don't let me get shot well and the, well yeah the thing's a giant target on your back they're yes. like hey there's their communications guy right there yeah shoot that and dude yeah so so he went from a cook to that um wow. so but then dad dad knew how to make food i mean and that was so so there wasn't a um you know the 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 split of who did the cooking in the house was predominantly mom but if dad needed to do it he'd do it not to make this all about your dad but did you ever hear your dad like maybe in the middle of a nap or at night like have a nightmare about vietnam no no okay no i i I know what happened. Like, did it? Like, we, like we heard about this it. This is truly, if you're listening, and I know you are, just write <laughs> yes. You don't have to go into detail. Just write yes. Those have happened. Did, I just, I mean, I'm just interested in that. I remember my dad, like, and I, I didn't know if it was genetic or if it was part of his training or whatever it was, but he wakes up like wide eyed, ready for something, ready to, to go. Okay. Like, like I remember waking up, dad, and he'd be like, like, just you're going what. I'll be kind of honest, Greg. I haven't seen your dad any other way. <laughs> yeah, I know. I um, mean, if anybody wants to look at the Greg's dad on Facebook, he looks like they just said, you know, every Jim, pic- right? Yeah. Every picture like, of my dad looks like some, but not every picture. I have a couple where he's smiling. They're good. Don't believe it. But <laughs> they're few and far in between. Most of the time, uh, if you look at him, even, even before he had all of his medical issues, it was either he was stone faced or he yeah. was surprised. Yeah. Every everyone looks to me that I've seen recently. It's like somebody's been, hey Jim. He was like that. And they took yeah. a picture. That's what it looks like. So um I do yeah, remember, okay. I do remember one story dad told of him like he was newly back from Vietnam. Like okay. he had been discharged and everything else. And he dad has a lot of younger siblings, like down to like he was a early 20 something adult and he had like siblings that were like seven and eight. Oh, okay. Um, so that's the age difference there. And mom I mean, and dad he, just never stopped. Oh, good Catholic family. Yeah. Just <laughs> kept putting them out. Um, so the, the story goes and then the way he told it was there was a guy across the street, uh, another 
guy without a job or whatever he that he was just an asshole and was picking on the other kids in the neighborhood okay and like was was as kids were like riding by on their bikes this guy had like a stick and was was hitting the kids as they rode by on their bike okay with with like a switch or something that he had pulled off a tree so it hurts and so dad's siblings ran upstairs and they're like hey jimmy this guy's bullying us or being mean and dad's like okay and walks across the street the guy's standing between on his porch which is like a screened in porch yeah and he's I don't know if he's swearing at dad, but it's kind of the whole, like, what the fuck are you going to do about it kind of thing? And the way dad puts it, and I really do believe this, he reached through the screen, like, yeah, like, boom, like, grabbed him, pulled him through the door and started beating the piss on him. And you know what? And and those were the days where you could do that. The guy certainly deserved it. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was acceptable. You were like, "What'd you do?" Well, I was hitting kids with a stick. Okay, well, you fucking deserve that. Well, and this, like, this guy's are good days. Like, I don't know if it's this guy's mom or something like that. He calls the police. The police show up. Yeah, and they're like, "Dad's waiting for him." Like, please show up. And they're like, "What happened?" Dad goes, "Well, here's the situation." Yeah, and they're and they're like, and this guy's been. They're like, you beat the crap out. He's like, well, yeah, I kind of, I just got back from Vietnam. Like, I don't know how long ago, and I just kind of. You know, snapped. Just one of those things, and they went, "Okay, okay." And it was kind of a, don't piss off this guy anymore. Yeah, it was kind of a thank yeah. you for your service. That guy over there is a dumbass, and then they went away. Yeah, see, but that's, I think that's really missing in this world. And a, and don't say that the don't say that the wrong way out there, America or whoever's listening. I just think that you should get your ass kicked for being a jerk. And I because I think that you'd be part less is a true. jerk. You'd be less that part a jerk. is true. Yeah. And what also was missing was like, hey, how about some therapy for for these vets that are coming oh, back and are having these blackout beat the of shit out of course. people? Of course. There's actually yeah. there's actually a show on Apple TV Plus right now called Shrinking. And that is a major part of the show. A guy who was in the Middle East yeah. as an infantryman. And he's having these rage episodes and he's got court mandated therapy and it's him yeah. working through this stuff. It's actually a really good show. I thought uh, the Hurt Locker did a really good, sh- uh, showed really good, like yeah, how like he couldn't, he couldn't, he couldn't hack it in the, mm-hmm. in the, I, I don't want to say the real world because he well, couldn't different. hack it. He couldn't hack it back home. What I mean by he couldn't hack it folks. Like there's this scene where he's in the grocery store and it's like, He's like bored out of his mind. Like, yeah. I don't know how to describe it, but he ends up going back to defuse bombs. Mm-hmm. Like, so it, it was just, uh, it was interesting. It was just an interesting way that you could just tell that whatever he's going on right now at that moment, it was like, I can't do this. I got to go where there's danger or something. Yeah. Yeah. It was interesting. Anyway, didn't really well, want to go down. Yeah, I was going to say, road, what did you want to talk about? Yeah, I know there wasn't much to talk about, except that I, I just thought this was interesting. This happened a little bit of, a while ago, actually, February 1st. Greg, did you hear about the 22 year old high school assistant basketball coach who allegedly posed as a player to take a part in a junior varsity game? No. Yeah, there's video of her doing it, and she's like killing people. <laughs> Oh gosh. Which you would. Yeah. Um, she was fired. 
along with the rest of the coaching staff for allowing that to happen. And I, I would just, I just thought that was, that was like, Whoa. Yeah. It says 22 year old coach fired after impersonating JV basketball game. The assistant coach, our Alicia Boykins stepped in for one of the players on the Churchland High JV team, who had missed a game for a uh, who had who had a uh, I, I'm sorry I hit load and I lost that. Uh, uh, so she she steps in for a player that had to miss the game. Yeah, had to she miss the game. Number. In a different league, Boykins then took the court against girls aged 13 to 15. So 22-year-old person was Good like Lord. taking on 13-year-old players. 22-year-old probably played ball in college. Oh, yeah. If she's a coach, I'm assuming she has some sort of a uh, well, history to it. Man, you, don't even, you don't even have to play college. If you, yeah. Like when you're 22. That's, that's true. I mean, my one of my first teaching jobs, they gave me uh, a volleyball coaching position because I said I'd do it. Like that was the, like I right. had no experience, but I was coaching middle school. Yeah, um, you and, that? but yeah, I can imagine like if you're, I would I dominate mean, 22. <laughs> I mean, everybody oh, I thinks Michael like, Jordan that day, man, everybody thinks like 18, like 17 to 19 are like your prime years, but uh, I was in pretty damn good shape when I was 22. Yeah. I don't picture you ever doing this, but have you ever been in a, backyard competition or whatever you were in some sort of competition and you realized you were playing kids but like you got you got into yourself at first and you were like wait a minute dude you're calm down um the person you blocked was you know eight (laughs) (laughs) no no nothing like that but there was like because when i said i coached volleyball yeah you know and I, I was taking all of my cues from the varsity coach because I'm like, I don't because I don't know what I to do. Yeah. I don't know if you know this, and John, but in volleyball, there are positions that have jobs. Yeah. And that absolutely. there are offenses that you can run. Like there, there's a there's a six oh, one. There's I a did not two. know that. There's, I didn't know that. Neither did I at the time. Um, but they're like, well, I said, I you know, pass set spike or or whatever right. they, they call it now. But is that still the three the three hit rule? Like that's what you want to go for? Is you're like, yeah, you don't have to worry about any of that. They're seventh graders. If you can serve, you can win. Let's just focus on serving. And then she's like, you know what? Here's a drill. Take them through like if if they do have to try to block a a, a, a spike or something, because like club volleyball was starting to skyrocket at this point, and so yeah. you did have girls that were starting to really get into that. Was that during Gabrielle Union? No, I'm sorry, that's not Gabrielle the actress. Union. No, no. Who was the girl that was really popular at beach volleyball? Oh, uh, uh, yeah, it's about that time. Right. I, yeah, I don't okay. remember. Gabriella something. Yes. Um, so I'm standing on a on like a like a ladder or a step stool or something. Right. And I'm just doing spikes. Like and I said, OK, I'm going to hit it here. And your job is to just get under it and get the ball up in the air on a pass. And I'm about 20, 30 hits. Of me just going, yeah, like just dominating, <laughs> just like twenty three year old Reg who's in the gym six days a week at this point, just gunning these things. And I went, wait, wait a minute, <laughs> yeah, maybe I should pull back. <laughs> yeah, I'm like maybe, <laughs> maybe this is not what they're gonna face. Yeah. So I did have that moment where I was like, okay, you can go a little light, like just 
Yeah, I, I for sure, to that. I for sure have had those, and um, I've, I for sure had those moments, and especially in flag football, when oh yeah, it turned uh-huh. into I want to teach these kids to, I'm Tom Brady against these kids, <laughs> yeah, and then uh, you go home and hot bro, hot yeah, bro. and then you realize you realize oh shit, you know what, I lost it there. <laughs> yeah, there was uh. Yeah. A group of education majors uh, when I was in Whitewater, and it was like we were a cohort. We had, we were a block of like we had three classes together, and then we had um, a field study they called it, where we all loaded up on a bus uh, three days out of the week to go teach in an inner city Milwaukee school, and they'd bus it, bus us back. Right. So like that entire semester, you're solidly with this group of people. So we got to know each other. And then at the end of the semester, which was summer, um, they're like, do we want, do we want to do something? Do we want to have like a, a cookout or like a, and we all went, sure. And oh, our, they did. A- so our professor hosted it actually out at her okay. house outside, uh, outside of Whitewater. We all over her house, you know, someone's working the grill. We all got stuff going and somebody says, let's play a game of football. And they had like a Nerf ball. Yeah. And I remember, I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. It was like two-hand touch. She's got a giant yard, pretty flat. You know, no one's going to twist an ankle or anything like that. We're like, cool, let's do that. We start playing. And it's it's like it's like seven-man football at this yeah. point. And we, okay, cool, just doing the thing. And I am I post up in my lineman space yep, like, yep, I, yep. like I do. And, okay, no problem getting in the way of people, stuff like that. We switched to defense. And one woman, she had to be in like, she was a non-traditional student, which at this point yeah. probably meant she was in like her mid to late twenties. Yeah. Um, she, she gets the ball and she's a runner. So she starts to go. I remember I'm on a pursuit angle and oh, this no. woman is about the size of Ursula. Okay. And I'm going and I realize, Whoa, oh, shit. I'm going to knock Whoa. the hell out of her. Yeah, <laughs> I literally yeah. like, I went to go. Oh no, I gotta. And I remember yeah. like when I, I touched her, like no, her shoulder. You, did, you just did this. I did. There was a little bit of a grab there and she went <laughs> and I was like, oh God. Yeah. I stopped playing. I was like, hey, someone else can come in because that yeah. oh, oh, pull the hammy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, I'm tired now. I'm gonna go yeah. sit down. Yeah. And I sat back down. So he was like, and one guy came, he was like, You look like you were about to like light her up. I'm like, I think I was gonna like something yeah. took over. Like, I had oh, I had to pull stop. over, yeah. You didn't have the only one I would give an actual reason to go ahead, full out, kick their ass is like you have a teachers against the students basketball game or something. Had those. Yep. Oh, there. I do not blame any teacher for balling out on these kids. Yep. That to me, I mean, I'm sure there's a bunch of kids out there that you're like, I'm going to light you up for all the things you made my life hell for this year. I did. The the, The last one I played in, which is years ago um i do remember playing and like there was one kid who was like he's a class clown he's a cocky motherfucker yeah and and he was like oh australia i'm gonna be all over you and i was like okay okay and <laughs> i don't show you what adult strength is well about. and i yeah and i don't play <laughs> basketball right so it's not like i'm a good basketball player but i can play defense pretty well yep and this kid i remember the principal had to like pull him aside and talk to him because he was getting real handsy and he's like you need to knock it off yeah and but every time whatever it was i had like his rhythm just yes instinctually yes you know where he he was going 
he would drive the lane and I wouldn't even jump. I'd just be like, oh, and just like smack the ball straight yeah, out of the air, yeah. which was totally embarrassing for him. So of he's, getting, he's getting pissed off because he's just getting owned by this chubby bald teacher. And like it, he started to like block a little too hard, or, like yeah. put a slip into me and the principal got pissed at him. I was like, yeah. all right, well, whatever. Here we go. Yeah. Um, yeah, I could I could definitely see that. I I think I I'm on the teacher's side for those. Like for all the stuff you guys have to eat throughout the year. Yeah. You get this one this one time to just not only show that hey, I'm not just like I'm not just a guy that just gives lessons plans. Yeah. I can I can I There can, was one teacher in that game I remember. And he was like 6667. Six, six, played yeah. ball in college. So yes. we're like there's our ringer. There we yep. go. Yep. Um and I remember he had the open court for like a dunk. Like it was just lined right up. Go ahead. He goes up and puts the ball right into the rim. Like the rim stuffs him. Like, he oh, didn't, you oh. know, and we're like, oh, yeah, he's never living that down. Oh, the rim but, stuffed him. Yeah. 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 Um, so I rewatched the gray man today. <laughs> okay. Just for fun. Sure. And um, you still like it? I do. I do. It's not as good as the book, but I still like it. Anyway, I was watching it and I'm thinking to myself, why does everything, why is every spy movie at one point or another happen in Prague? Oh, you know why? Why? Because it's cheap to film there. Oh, it's just cheap? Oh, it is so cheap to film. There. Okay. Yeah. So, so, so what do you think is the, okay. So they're going for a European look and they pick Prague. Exactly. They want, I mean, if you want Rome, you film in Prague because of the, all the architecture is there. Okay. And the government right. is just letting Hollywood in like tax, not just like, oh, we're only going to charge you this much, but full on tax breaks where it's almost free to so film. Why, so what are, what because are they're, they're, they're giving the tax breaks and they're, but they have to employ uh check crew. So it's oh, not it like it says right here. To shoot a movie in Prague is much cheaper than to do it in Britain or the U.S., and this yep. is the main reason why so many movies are made there. That is exactly why. It's just so damn cheap. Uh, and it started, like, in the 90s. I think one of the first movies I remember being conscious through, they're like, well, this was filmed in Prague, was the very first Mission Impossible film. Okay. So, so yeah. you might do, like, some set pieces that are, like, where they want to say, oh, that's London. So like they'll show a bridge or something like that. Right. Yeah. And it's just Tom Cruise like running across it. Which um, is, I think that has to be. I wonder if I wonder if Tom Cruise has to run in his contract. Just him sprinting. Yes. I'm, I'm actually going to look that shit up. In an action movie, be. does Tom Cruise have to run? Have to sprint. Yeah. Have to sprint. Oh, it already did, came up. Did he sprint in uh, Maverick? I believe I mean, he, he did because he had to run. Yeah, he had to run from the people like when he got shot down. He had to run. Correct. Yes. 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 Absolutely did. I forgot about yes. that. Well, you watched that over the weekend. Uh, family and I, we went and saw Cocaine Bear. No shit. We totally did. Did you really see it? Yeah, absolutely. Is it good? Yes. It, it well, Fuck yes. You. That's no. a good movie. It is. It is a good movie. Wow. It, it, it's a good movie if you enjoy 
that kind of movie. I mean, well, it what is, kind of movie is it? Well, have you have you seen Tucker and Dale versus Evil? Yeah, a long time ago. Okay, it's that kind of movie where it, you know it is just this dumbass premise. You know that. Okay. Who, all right. So you okay? Okay. Well, know what you're going in for. Okay. Okay. Like like we went in there going. This is a movie that someone heard of. It is a true story. It is an absolutely true story. I remember reading it. Where drug dealers ditched their their load in, I can't remember where, wherever there was a- Bear country. Bear bear country, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely. Um, A bear found a bag of cocaine, ate a bunch of it, and the bear died in like five minutes. Like- because it just its heart exploded or something like that. Yeah. But the the animal experts said for five minutes that bear was the apex predator, apex predator of the world. Like yeah. you couldn't have shut it down if it tried to kill somebody. Yeah. So filmmakers just went, okay. This thing the the bear is actually like taxidermied in a local like gas station oh yeah that's right yes that you can go right. be like that's the cocaine bear yeah that's um, the cocaine bear. yeah so filmmakers <laughs> got a hold of that and it's elizabeth banks is the director from she's done uh oh she was, so she was just uh, having fun with it yeah so it was and, and there are like recognizable people in this film oh yeah i know um, i've seen i saw Carrie, i watched Carrie russell plays a mom yeah i mean it's so it's just people running like they've got this kind of drug dealer story it's ray Liotta's last film before he passed um and it's just it's just silly and it's funny the people you know you've got to be in to kind of laugh at the ridiculous ways people die yeah yeah um and it was just fun it was a fun we laughed i mean did the bear die at the end because i can see this making a sequel if it does well no okay no it equals coming then at the end of the film, it is the bear overlooking a moonlit waterfall and just. Oh, shit. This thing's coming back. Well, and that's, I mean, this is the, the new Sharknado, I bet. Maybe. It's better than Sharknado. It's much better than that. I mean, there's there's production yeah. quality to it. It's not. Um, it's not gory. Like when you think of a horror film being gory. Yeah. But. There, there are some gore and fake blood elements that I can't believe like, you saw this movie. Like you see it, like you see a leg drop from a tree. Yeah, it, it looks like a, a something you'd pick up from the Spirit Halloween store. Okay, okay. Like that's you know, it's it's yeah. perfectly cut, cut <laughs> for yes. a bear. It's just, it's just all kinds of ridiculous, and it was a, it was fun. Cool. I loved it. My kids loved it. Yeah, uh, I can't believe you saw that. I thought for no way would you see that. But hey, oh, yeah, yeah. if it's good, if it's fun, then I guess why We're, not? Right? We are entering a series of like, like Hollywood's starting to release solid stuff, like from here until almost like the end of the end of the summer season. Why would you bring up Cocaine Bear and solid stuff? Because it's a decent movie. I'm, I mean, I'm it not really going. okay. So you you said it was a goofy movie, but now it you're is, saying it's it is it is goofy. But as far as a goofy like ridiculous movie goes, it's enjoyable. I will watch it again. Oh wow! 
I mean, I don't oh, know. Okay. If I'm, right. I'm not going to like go to the theater to watch it again, but when it comes out on a streaming service, because my wife didn't go, but when it comes out on a streaming service, I'm going to be like, hey, we're going to watch Cocaine Bear. Wow. I never thought I'd hear that from you, but okay. You know, like, I, it, what, whatever. It's, like, it's, it's in like the, do you remember Army of Darkness? Yeah, of course. It's, it's that kind of movie where oh, it's that kind, kind of movie? Kind of silly, not a horror film by any means, or like Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. You know, kind of hear you. mostly a comedy, but still has a couple elements where you're like, I mean, they tried to do a couple jump scares, but because you know what they're doing, it's not really a jump scare. Wow. Wow. I watched uh, Nate. What's, what's his name? I don't know. I was telling you about it before the before the show. The, the, the comedic actor. Oh, Nate Bergance. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you guys are familiar with him, but he had a bit that was pretty funny where he said in your 20s, your buddies will come to your house and go, hey, you want to go? And you're like, yeah. And it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't <laughs> matter where you're going. But you're like, yeah, I'll I'll go right now. Let's do it. Yeah. He says in your 30s, you go, um, yeah, I'll go. But is it loud? <laughs> You know, and, and, I'll, and I'll drive separately there. You know, I'll drive separate. Yeah. He goes, in your 40s, you're like, I ain't fucking going. Yeah. <laughs> and they go, in fact, I'm kind of offended you asked me to go. <laughs> but uh, it's it's a good special. It's on Amazon Prime. Uh, it's it, He has a pretty good special with that. But I thought, well, he's absolutely right about all those age brackets. But what is 50? Mm-hmm. Like, what would be the fifty one? If somebody says you want to go there, fifty is probably like, like, yeah, I am definitely never going. (laughs) Well, I I think by the time you're fifty and your friends are also in their fifties, they know what to ask. Yeah, that's true. And so, if it is something crazy, hey, we're gonna go do this. You want to go? You're like, yeah, fuck it, we'll go. I mean, it's well, it's funny. It's and and forgive me, forgive me, Kurt. But when your brother invited us to go hunting, yeah, my 40 year old self was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then I was thinking, what well, it's like the angel on my shoulder was talking to the devil, and it's yeah. like, hey, man, you're gonna have fun. I'm sure you'll go there, you'll shoot some guns, you'll throw back some beers, you'll have some fun with guys and i'm thinking yeah but no like yeah you'll, yeah it's... you'll be cold once <clears throat> probably you know, just, just, probably be cold and there's going to come a time where i'm sure you're bored yep and there's going to come a time where you're going to sit there and say i could be at home under a blanket watching a movie with my family and it's just funny because like that's the mindset of a 40 year old now yeah yeah. It, it, I, so when he said that, I thought it was so funny because when you were in your twenties, yeah, you'll fucking go anywhere. I'll burn down my house right now. Let's go. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, it, so it's just funny how it just switches like that. And there's, I mean, I, I made the effort to try to get back into hunting and it just didn't take, like it really, it didn't click. I thought it would click with me. Yeah. I even shot a deer and I mean, even now, like this past deer season, I I finally went, Hey, I'm asking my family who are all 
of mature enough age to answer honestly. I'm like, who likes venison here? All of them were like, no, we, we don't really like it. Like, so if I shoot a deer, I, mean, I guess I donate it or something somewhere. Cause I like no one, no one really want, like I would have it, but I can't eat oh, a whole please. deer on my own. You, you cook it and you put it in, I, you use that instead of regular meat for like pasta. They wouldn't fucking know. You can tell actually. I know, but I don't think they have it. Do, I don't, do like I don't think 80, 20. And maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think your kids, your kids have that sophisticated of a palate to go, Hey, wait a minute, dad, this is veal. It's not veal. I mean, venison tastes different. Well, I'm, well, I'm sorry. I meant to say venison. Right. I just don't think their, their palates that sophisticated. Uh, have you had venison? Yeah. <laughs> like recently? Yes. I mean, not recently, but that's my point. If well, they like, haven't it, had it, it recently. I mean, but when we, when we had, okay, you got to prepare it well. We know that, but we had bear at the Packer game. Like yeah, we had a couple different bear things and I couldn't yeah. tell it was bear. Could you not? Um, if somebody told me it wasn't, no, I went, no. I, I, th- I would have thought it was just some sort of meat. Oh, like okay. there's no way I would have sat there and said, oh, this tastes like bear. Now that's because I've never had a bear. But I could like I had a bear brought. So my question, like, I guess, is how often did your kids, before you asked them that, have deer? Last time, probably last time I shot a deer. Um, anyway, the point is, like, if I shot one, like, getting it processed. I mean, there's other hidden costs in there and everything yes. else, and I'm just like, I, I, it didn't appeal to me enough to go through what you just described. Yes, being cold, being bored, you know. Yeah. Doing all those things. Like if I want to get drunk with my brother, let's just go do that in a bar, like somewhere right. else. Or so I'll meet you at your garage <clears throat> and we'll yeah. get hammered. Yeah. Or if you really want to go up to your buddy's cabin, fine. Let's right. Let's do that. But I don't want to hunt. Like it's just not something I want to. I have yeah. told him like fishing, I can kind of get behind. Like that was because you're you're on the boat with the other guys. Well, most of the time it's warmer too. It's warmer. Yeah. You're, you're talking like yes. there's and you're you're there's shooting conversation. Shit. It's not just you going. That's it. You look yeah. left. You look right. You look straight ahead. You start yep. to listen a little bit more, and you wonder: Is that a squirrel or is that a deer? Do Come you know what squirrel. I would actually do? Now I'm I'm assuming that if he took us hunting, we'd go in some sort of because I think I've seen pictures. It's some sort of hut, right? There's a blind. Yeah, usually it's like a tent. Okay, in that tent, I would pull out a gray man novel and start reading. Yeah, that's what I would do because I'd be like, I'm not uh, like, I'm sure one of you guys are going to see a deer. Maybe. And you can let me know. (laughs) Like, I'll be reading the gray man. And that's the thing. Like, you don't want (laughs) to if you're sitting with another dude, then you have to decide who's going to shoot. Well, I I would I would. I mean, I, I certainly wouldn't fight to get my gun off. Like I, I, whatever, like I'm, that's just not in me. Now there are parts of me that would actually, I think a gun, believe it or not, would be easier. I would like to actually try bow hunting. I've talked to you about this. Yeah. I know it's incredibly difficult, but you want I to try like that, stalking a deer. Yeah. To me, that's, that would make it. 
even if I fail at that, I'd feel better than sitting in a hut and just waiting for something to walk by. Yeah. Yeah. I would like to actually like, okay, hey, I'm not downwind. I got to figure that out. Or I, I, I would feel like I need to be a part of that more than just sitting there hoping or I don't know, have, do they have somebody to go out there and chase them that way or something? You, you can do what's called a drive, which is right. Which the, those can be, get dangerous because you, you're starting you on one your end of the field yeah. and you're coming this way, yeah. trying to yeah. drive the deer in that direction, right. hoping you don't get shot. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of like, okay, here's my hunting experience in my lifetime. My dad didn't even tell me we're going hunting. We were just, he came to pick me up. And he drove a different way back to his house, obviously. And he pulls into this farm and I'm like, oh, my dad's just going to do something here for business because he took me a lot on his yeah, yeah, contractor work. And he's like, all right, we're going to go hunting. I'm like, what? And what he, what the hunting was, was for pheasants. Right. So walking a cornfield. Right. So, and this is like December and this is a December where it's a cold day. And back back in the eighties, kind of December. No, nineties. Nineties. And but still, that's before global warming. And now it wasn't like 50 degrees out. But anyway, so it's cold. And my dad puts on the latest predator gear. (laughs) And he gives me the shit with holes and doesn't fit right. And like the uh the the pants are are too high up, and I got Mm -hmm. boots that are three sizes bigger. And it's so I am not a this isn't comfortable. It's, right. it's weird to walk in. I'm walking in muddy fields and and I'm freezing my ass off because the suit has holes in it. And he's just living, having a great time. He showed me how to shoot a gun. It's fine. And we sat back to back waiting for geese to land. And I was like, this is miserable. I'm literally, have you yeah. ever been cold to the bone? Yes. Yep. It's the worst thing in the world that ever happens to you out there. Cold to the bone where it doesn't, like you need, you need a good hot meal. And that starts to warm you up. You can't yeah. get rid of it for a while. It's yeah. horrible. The, and that's what, that's what my experience was. And he was like, wasn't that fun? I'm like, it was, it was, it was, it was awesome. You know, and it's like, cause you don't want to let you stand out. Yeah. You don't want to let your dad down, but the oh, it's horrible. Yep, that was that that very similar experience. I mean, yeah. dad, dad's tree stand when I first started hunting was just some plywood up in like it was like a platform, yeah, plywood platform in this tree. Yes, that we're sitting on like five gallon buckets. Yeah, and you're just out in the open, and winds whipping through. And yeah, I mean, his, I had a blaze orange vest on and the rest was like, you know, winter jackets and stuff. But yeah, yeah. Did you ever had, did you ever had to put deer piss on you? No, he never, he never did the scent. He never stuff. did the, the doe scent. No, never did that. I would but have I remember, brought that with me and like, I don't know, put on the barn. Well, and I remember like he had the antlers like for rattling and stuff. Like to you know oh, make it so, and I'm to like get a buck over and uh, yeah, and I'm like for territory. Do, like, can I do that? He goes, no, no. Okay, uh, about an hour later, can we do it now? Okay, and so I take him and I'm like, just like he's like, that's not how you do it. Yeah, that's not how you do it. Get a, give me him. Yeah, and I'm like, well, how do you do it? Like, I mean, it was yeah, and it was 
then, then he's scratching the tree and I'm like, okay. I mean, and that was it. And then he put him away. I'm like, what well, can I do it now? He's like, no, you can't do it too much. <laughs> okay. Greg's like, give me something to do. <laughs> give me something. To do. And I was, I was so young that I couldn't carry a gun yet. So it's not yeah. like I, I was hunting. I was just there watching my dad hunt. Yeah. And it was terrible. Come and to think of it, that was pretty stupid. My dad gave me a rifle. Yeah. I don't even know if I carried it fucking right. I don't even know if I carried it right or not. Probably not. Probably yeah. not. If you if you weren't, I trained, think I carried it a, down like this a lot. Where you, with your finger on the trigger, that's a bad idea. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah, there was, and, and then when I could carry a gun, it was you know it, I swear the thing weighed eighty pounds because it was just yeah, this old shotgun yes. that dad gave me and yeah here you're using this one because this is the so one now that you're everybody starts with forest like okay <laughs> this is so much fun this is so much fun yeah and, and guys don't get me wrong you hunters out there i actually understand it because my dad explained to me once it's when you go out there you have the ability to think or not think and i get that i just don't get that from hunting yeah i can do that lots of different places you know like um that's that's my dad's favorite part of going out there he well, doesn't care it, if he gets anything he's out there to be part of it like my dad i think back in the day my dad could become grizzly adams and he would have been very happy and that's i was talking because we just got done watching the this week's last of us episode mm -hmm. and I, i'm telling my kids i'm like we're screwed like we don't know how to. I farm. think the majority we of everybody's know, screwed yeah, because, and then it's the farmers and the hunters that are going to be okay. Or it's not only that; it's the people that are willing to make choices that. Well, there's that. I mean, yeah. there's, but I, in terms of like just take away the zombies, take away the just shut down. Like who can who can go off and live on their own? And it's the people that know how to hunt and they know how to farm. Yes, and we can't do either of those things. Like. Does that scare you a little bit? Yeah, there's a part of me that's like, I should know, like, if something does happen, let's figure that out. But um, honestly, I would, we would pack up what we could and we would probably head down to my hometown where I know lots of people there that can do those kind of things. So, so is, would that be kind of your evacuation plan? I guess. Yeah. I mean, yeah. in the yeah, downfall uh, of society, I guess. Yeah. I downfall society for some reason, my, my mind's telling me to go to Colorado, but wow. I don't know shit about mountains. I don't yeah. know shit about mountain lions or bobcats or bears or whatever the hell else is up there. Well, um, and we were driving, we had an ice storm up here just this last week. Yeah. And like, my son's like, how did, how did like, you know, settlers and, native america how did they make it through those were ice? hard people man and he's like how do they make it through an ice storm followed by sub-zero temps he said well they still had fire like that wasn't and they had yeah. structures that they knew how to build yep. to get them through they were also probably just harder individuals well yeah and, like, and it's, you know said, like they didn't get tired walking through a harry potter exhibit yeah yeah you know what i mean not so much I said, but they had, you know, you had your fire going and you had your 16 hide blankets that you're going to cover up with uh -huh. along with all your clothes on. And then you would just make it through the night. You probably what cuddled with a horse. 
if he had to because their body like, heat right yeah i mean but i mean if you knew how to build the structure if you knew i mean yeah I, i'm i'm not big on that uh time period in history or that type of history but i mean i've seen enough documentaries to be like okay you build your shelter you keep the fire burning all the time let me ask you a question honestly because i didn't know if this was ever bullshit or not and i've never tried it. i've never been in a situation do you think okay in a survival situation it's you and your wife right do you think let's say, let's just say like uh you're out in alaska and it's a huge snowstorm you get caught on the road no one's coming for a week right so you're trapped in your car right probably gonna die no no no. my my, my question is let's just let's just paint a positive picture you don't die but to stay warm do you think is it proven? I can't remember if it's proven or not. Is it proven that you, if you two got naked and cuddled, you'd stay oh, that... warmer versus having clothes on and cuddling? Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure on this answer. If anybody knows that? Please let us know right now in the comments. But I think I think it is a temporary warmth fix. It's a temporary warmth. Eventually, yeah, you get cold. Be, well, because eventually both your temperatures drop. And and no, I mean you still have to be covered. You've got to get in a blanket. You've got to get no, no. I I meant you're in a blanket. I meant right. that right. You're in a blanket, okay. and I'm. But are you are you better off stripping and holding each other naked, or are you better off with all the clothes on than getting the blanket I on you? Don't know. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't think you would. I don't know why I yeah. asked that. But I was yep. just curious. I thought maybe you. Sometimes, Greg, you're like this knowledge bank. Of, I understand. Yep. Yeah. It may like I'm staring at a, a book on my bookshelf right now. It's um it's survival it's like of the, the fittest. Well, it's like the worst case scenario handbook. Um is it <laughs> is it better, better to cuddle naked to, to live or cuddle naked to stay warm? I'll just do that. Maybe that'll get something out of that um clothes or no clothes ideally the people ideally the people should be nude the more skin to skin contact the better however realistically even nude direct skin contact between the heat donor and the patient is small yeah okay. how is it best to huddle for warmth with clothes or naked uh i'm looking this up on quora uh it says one part oh this is from the united states air force one part of a two-week event was to stimulate uh simulate ejecting which gives us and this isn't clothed clothed is the correct way is correct to stay that skin to skin gets you the fastest transfer from from person to person however why are you huddling for warmth because the outside environment is cold. Okay, this is stupid. That's the problem with Cora. Sometimes you get idiots on here. Just looking up headlines quick, even though we're at an hour. Uh, from Al Jazeera, which is a, a Middle Eastern news outlet. Which Uh-oh, what ha- happened? Ha- well, it's usually pretty good. Uh, U.S. Department of Energy says COVID probably came from a lab leak. And that's we knew that by, though. We knew that though. Not a hundred percent. Well, I think we did. 
<laughs> like I, all I'm saying is that's not the first time I've it, heard somebody. No, say, I, you, yeah. it's not the first time I've heard that, but it's the first time I've actually seen any kind of confirmation. That's my point. I've actually heard confirmation before that from Al Jazeera, Wall Street Journal, and ABC News is what is posted on Google News. And then a whole now, now the question is: Do you think that's Illuminati trying to thin out the herd? No. You've heard of all that weird shit. Yeah, I I have. I have. Rockefeller wanted, like, he believed in knocking down the population. Yeah. He was a Thanos. He was a Thanos guy. He was. Like, yeah. Anyway. I think he came up with, I was just recently listening to this on a podcast. He came up with the idea of, um, God, I forgot the, the club. He's part of a club. They're all rich. And he was a big proponent of only one, like a family unit could, should only have one offspring. Yet, oh, he, had, yet yeah. he had six kids. Do I just read this in Japan? They're having an issue because um, there's not enough, there's not enough population to take over businesses so like if you're if you're getting rid of all the girls well not only but like a generational business so like your grandfather started a business post-world war ii right so he he fixes clocks builds it up builds it up to like this mega you know like his son took it over and it's like a booming business but that guy's son doesn't want doesn't either want it and he can't give it away so Japan's looking at all these different businesses that might just shut down because no one wants to run them. Well, that's the problem with a lot of things. And Nobody wants to do anything. One, one business owner, I can't, I saw, I think it was on Google news. Like if you just go to their news station, um, one owner's like, I'm giving my business away. I want to retire. So <laughs> yeah. if anybody wants to come run this business, it's yours. Wow. And I'm like, Whoa. Yeah, that's pretty scary. Yeah. You know what's also scary? Because I had a bad back last week. I went to the chiropractor. And I just happened to ask the chiropractor. Oh, God. Hey, do you have any young people coming in because like they're of their phones? He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, because people are always the hunch, right? They're hunching over. He goes, oh, yeah, yeah. He goes, I have 14-year-olds that have arthritis in their neck and their neck looks worse than a 60 year old like they get that bump in the back is that yeah but it's arthritic yeah already at 14 so guide people please don't if your kid is just glued to their phone 24 7 every kid's fucked by the time they're 40 they're fucked so help them out like take the phone away or or i don't know have guidelines which is really hard i know it's hard parents but come on your job you're a parent your job isn't supposed to be easy so but we'll see and with that yeah we're good we're done yeah yeah all right folks all right go through your week don't be a douche there you go so for johnny i'm sorry for the greg this is johnny saying podcast out take care have a great week see you next sunday